Hey there, folks. It's time for another edition of uh, the show's The Talkin' Talkies, right? This is The Talkin' Talkies. We're going to talk a talkie in a few moments. Uh, I am Dan, that is Chris. Yes, I am Chris, that is Dan. And big thank you to the Giant Media Ball, giantmediaball.com. It's like a giant ball made of media. But no fleas. No fleas. No fleas. So this week continues the baseball block. That's right. We're talking talkies from Maine to San Diego. Actually, this could be appropriate because we are talking softball at the beginning of the movie. That's softball. We are in our third of four. Baseball movies, and this week we watched A League of Their Own. Yes, based on a true story. A true jalory. Indeed. Uh, very fun movie, great comedy. One of the best lines in all of cinema <laughs> happens in this movie, and you laugh every single time. It, of course, it of course is a time, so you really can't go wrong. Not really. Even, I, if the movie's not, even if the movie's not that great, he's great. The movie might be bad. <laughs> But you at least know there's one good part of it. He held this in his ass. <laughs> so that's a good movie. So this is a bad example. Of Christopher Walken doing well in a bad movie. The Country Bears. Country Bears. I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the Nostalgia Critic review of it where he goes, this is not over. Bears. It's like it's like there's a comma in there. Like he just realized there were bears in the movie. That's the walking thing. He he he'll say the words, but he'll put commas and punctuation wherever the hell he wants to. <laughs> and that's why he does that. Shatner does that too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a walking month at some point. We'll get to that. Walk timber. Oh God. <laughs> Walk timber. <laughs> uh, we we might be canceling our September plan that's already written now. Good lord. No, our All September right. plan is good plan. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own is a story of the All-American Girls Baseball League, which ran for 11 or 12 seasons in the early 40s to the early 50s. We start with There's an old lady. An old lady whose daughter is telling her that she needs to get her stuff together because she's going. Going where? Going to Cooperstown, New York. I have been there as well. I, th I think back in 99, I believe, <laughs> was how long ago I was there. In the movie. And, yeah. So, so she goes, and she goes to the Doubleday Field, and she starts seeing her old friends from the 40s. Back when she played the baseball. And then it just slam, slash, cut to her playing softball on the behalf of the Lukash Dairy. Luckish Dairy. Is it, is it Lukash? I don't know. It it looked, I thought it was Luckish. They don't really say what it is. They just It's just the dairy. They play softball for on the back. Uh, they're sponsored by the dairy. And we're introduced to Gina Davis's Dottie. Dottie Henson and her sister, who I have to believe is uh, just 18, probably. <laughs> Lori Petty, yeah. Lori Petty. She's Kit. Kit. 
They're just, it's just the, it's the local softball game and they're just playing and uh, Kit has to bat and she gets struck out on fat high pitches because she likes them, but she can't hit them. And then Dottie comes up and she gets a good hit and wins the game. They win the game. She gets a, uh, by the farm. But we turn out that John Lovitz is in the crowd and apparently he's a scout for the new... All-America Girls Baseball League. PBL. Because World War, we've got, the United States has gotten into World War II now, and a whole bunch of the baseball players have signed up or been drafted. So we don't have enough ball players to have the league this year, so we need something to come up with to still make money and entertain the folks during the war. Totally plays John Lovitz in this movie. Oh, the coolest thing is, uh, like, uh, there's this scene where he's talking to them, and then the cow just suddenly moves, and he goes, "Will you shut up?" That was that just happened. Hey. It just happened. <laughs> Freaking cow was like, "What's going on over there?" And he just turned around and yelled at the cow. <laughs> so he wants Dottie to come to. Chicago and try out for the new league. But she's all like, my sister's good too, but she's a pitcher and she didn't get to pitch because she pitched yesterday. And she's not interested in going because she's just waiting for her husband to come back home. And then she'll just get her life in order then because that's what she wants. She is a woman and it is her choice. Of course. But all Kit wants to do is just get out of the dairy. She's been there her whole life. She doesn't like the farm the farm life. She wants to do her own thing, and that's her choice. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sister tension. Yes. It's, it's almost like that's a plot point in the film. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they eventually get to, if they take both of them, if, she, if she'll go, she'll, yeah. the, he can take Kit with her. <gasps> so they, they, they stop off and they uh, out Marla. So they go to Fort Collins, Colorado. Which, according to the notes, says there's no there's no train company back then that would go from from Willamette, Oregon, down to Fort Collins, Colorado, and then to Chicago. Yeah, try to tell a we try to tell a, a historically historically accurate movie with comedy and, and mess up the train in it. <laughs> so they go see Marla, and she has freaking super power swing, and then. Like, call her over, and oh my god, Marlo's ugly as hell. That was so... Uh, I passed. So they walk and away, and he's and like, come cries. on, girls. And they refuse to go, unless he takes Marlo with him, because she's too good to pass up, even if she's not pretty. And so they go I also to- like they were catching the train, where they're running after the train, and they keep handing off their bags, and that slows down her momentum, so she has to catch back <laughs> up again to yeah. throw the bag on. <laughs> Give me the bag. Uh, so they, they slash cut. They go to Harvey Field because they have the rights to tell the story, but not the rights to <laughs> things. So the Cubs owner is Harvey. Is yeah, is Walter Harvey? I believe Walter Harvey. He's Jeff Harvey. Is <laughs> played by Gary Marshall. This is a Penny Marshall film. Her the brother and her daughter. The first daughter. Choice was Christopher Walken, oh, but yeah. they said they couldn't afford. So she's like, I'm gonna call Jan, Gary, call me Gary. Could you imagine Christopher Walken in that role? Huh, we got women playing baseball. <laughs> God, 
Jimmy, are you a fall down drunk? <laughs> oh, the movie would have been ten times funnier. Marshall's in charge, so she hires her brother and her daughter. Of course, why? To be in the movie. Uh, while they're at the tryouts, while they're at the tryouts at Harvey Field. Jeff Harvey Field. Jeff Harvey Field. This is when we run into Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. All the way, May. And Doris. And Doris. <laughs> Funny because they totally make a fat joke at her right at the beginning. <laughs> Back in the day when Rosie O'Donnell actually wasn't that fat. But hey. You know, that's back when she was hosting the V1 show. I really liked her back then when she was hosting the show. On and then... Yes, I suppose you could say. She, she should have pressed... Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so they're like, well, you know, only... There's 100 girls here, and there's only going to be four teams of 64 total. Some of you girls are going to go home. And so she just, like, chucks the ball at her head. Uh, Kit ducks, and Dottie just catches it barehanded. And they're like, yeah, uh, like oh, you're in. Uh, maybe some of them other girls are going to go now. So they go through all the all the regular drills, you know, quick wind sprints. Uh, yeah. You know, basic. Hit, cat, hit, yeah. do all this stuff. All then. your basic drills that you've seen in every baseball movie. Yeah, they all get, they all get, um... Drafted to their teams. We also meet Shirley Baker, who is illiterate. Yes. She can't read. She's a farmer girl, too. You can tell because she's wearing overalls. And uh, they, they've got, like, you know, soft, another one who's soft-spoken, and this one was a former Miss Georgia and all this other stuff. And all this other stuff. So this girl's from getting, Saskatchewan. Yeah. To the Rockford. And... This is when we meet their manager, Jimmy Dugan. Oh, oh. Saw Jimmy Dugan. Saw Jimmy Dugan. Oh, he was a great ball player. He once hit 58 home runs in one season. Yeah. Too bad they don't have a lot of greatness. He was an all-time great player, but he lost five years of his career to alcoholism. Yeah, first day, drunk out of his mind, just saunters into their locker room and takes a 58-second piss because they timed it, of course. <laughs> They're timing it, all making those comments. It's like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Wait, he's not done yet. Hold record. <laughs> That's some peeing. So, of course, he's, you know, passed out during the game. So, Dottie's just like, all right, screw it. I guess I'm going to coach, too. <laughs> I love at the end when uh, Ira, when she comes up and he's like, I love that move you made in the fifth where you scratched your <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and that's David's Here was Ira Lowenstein. <laughs> Mr. Lowenstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first game of the season, they they we get to some shenanigans and they like you know they do a a storybook win to a first yeah, game to go through etiquette training. Oh yes, because everyone on the everyone in this league will will be a lady. Will be a lady. They're all forced to wear these weird dress uniforms that they all they're all like we can't properly play ball in that, but they have to because they're ladies and we gotta have the eye candy. You know what I saw? Like all all the. 
all the injuries and bumps and bruises and stuff were legit. So when that one chick does that slide and then she has a humongous bruise, that was legit. She had it for uh, she had remnants of it for a year. It's ridiculous, but good for them for doing. Well, everybody did their own stunts except for Gina Davis, because she was the star. She was a star. Yeah. No, they wanted Deborah Winger at first. I got got to talk about the scene on the where we meet. Uh, we meet the what's whose uh daughter or whose son was that? Oh, it was. uh, uh, Now I can't. uh, no, I can't remember, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the character. What is Stellar Cap? Stillwell. <laughs> Stillwell, that's right. That's his name, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Stillwell. And he's Evelyn, running up and down. Evelyn Gardner. Evelyn Gardner. Evelyn Gardner, that's right. And Stillwell's running up and down, and he covers the bus driver's eyes, so he swerves off the road, and then he just quits. And leaves <laughs> in the middle of the road. The chaperone lady follows him, and he just grabs a hunk of dirt and throws it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Lou quit. Who's Lou? <laughs> so he's just like, all right, I guess I'm driving. And <laughs> she wakes him up. He's like, what's up, baby? He just grabs her and kisses her. And then he spits out and takes the drink of his alcohol yeah. and spits it out. And then it, when he finally he sits down to drive the bus, he's like, I loved you in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tom Hanks is just full of great lines of this movie. Um, everything's kind of picking up. Uh, Dottie gets the league covered by Life magazine when she catches a ball doing a split. And, then, <laughs> and of course, my favorite. Mine comes here when uh, when Jimmy Dugan screams at one of the players. I don't even remember which player it was. It was Evelyn. Because she has a problem hitting the cutoff, man. Oh, yeah. He, she starts crying. He goes, Wait, are, are, are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. God, that is the best line. Next time, left use thing. your head. And if you're, more, and if you're confused, it's that lump three feet above your ass. Your ass. <laughs> She's crying, sir. I think you should treat all, all these girls like they're your mother. And he's like, anyone ever tell you you look like a dick in a red cap? <laughs> in a- <laughs> oh, God. So many good lines. Um, that was all in one scene. <laughs> yep. Now, of course, what comes up, but the sports montage. Montage, because there's going to be a lot of games played, even though there's only four teams. Yep. But then, of course, we get Dottie and Kits. But, 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 breakup. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because we haven't, you know, foreshadowed that. So uh, Kit ends up becoming tri- getting traded to another team because Dottie kept tr- trying to convince the owners, you know. Her threat was that somebody needs to get traded, like she was trying to make it be her. Yeah. But Mr. Lowenstein traded her sister. Traded her sister instead. Uh, did then, we uh, skip the part where uh, Betty Spaghetti's husband died in the war? No, that was the, that's the next part. Because that what, is like the movie. Because yeah. the freaking telegram guy shows up, and he's like, oh, yeah, someone died, eh? Oh, oh well, I don't have a name here. I guess I better come back later. I guess I better come back later. 
Like, what so, a dick. And then freaking Jimmy just takes it and opens yeah. it up. You're... You're, we're all we're all led to believe that it's going to be Dottie's husband because he's overseas too. But then it's Betty, and then that same night she's sobbing in tears because she hasn't. They said earlier in the film she hadn't heard from him in like three weeks. She used to get a letter every week, and now it's been three, and he hasn't said anything. And Jimmy's kind of like, "Oh, I don't mean anything?" You know, if he's in combat, it's not like there's a mailbox every three feet. And plus, but, uh, if a bad thing happens, they get you one of those telegrams. But it's okay, Dottie, because her husband arrives, and it's Lone Star, and he's home. Lone Star. Yep. He, uh, he was wounded in the war, so he got an honorable discharge. And she decides that they're going to go home to Oregon. Because, you know, her sister got traded. That sucks. Now her husband's back. And the World and she, Series is about to start. Between yeah, and of course. And, uh, which is it's, not who was in the World Series in IRLs that year. In it was the- not. Well, and also in IRL, the league didn't start off as a failure. It started off as a wild success. We got to make a movie. But hey, we, we, got the, we got the there's no crying in baseball line. So, <laughs> so everything's okay, guys. And of course, who are the Peaches playing? The Racine Bells. And what team did Kit get traded to? Dun, dun, dun. And of course, Dottie just. Walks in and joins the game because that's for game seven. Yes, <laughs> for the very last, game. we're gonna win. And uh, because of the rivalry with her sister, she's willing to throw the World Series. <laughs> yeah, no, jeez. Because earlier in the game, earlier in the softball game, she she's the catcher and she gets railroaded by a runner and she held onto the ball and got the person out. Nope. Sports movie. So this is the big game. You know, sports movies probably have the most cliched things as far as what happens. Yeah, like yeah, it's very. But, very but at the same time, there's so many good sports movies. Like, like this movie is great. The Natural was great. Freaking Major League was great, and they kind of follow the same formula. Except this time, the coach doesn't have a big mustache. He's still a dick. He just doesn't have a big mustache or, or, or diabetes. I don't think that was part of his character. If they never said Pop had diabetes, that'd be really funny. Like, you don't, you don't have diabetes. I need, I need an injection now. Nope, your character doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> your character doesn't. Damn it, Wilfred! I could imagine if freaking Noah Wiley's character, Full Wiley's character from from Donnie Darko, was like, "Gotta have my shot," <laughs> and he was getting shots and everything. <laughs> Stop breaking kayfabe, Wilfred. <laughs> You're not really diabetic. Character isn't diabetic. <laughs> but, oh, that would, oh, that would be funny. Some glucose tabs. Yep. But uh, the final game is what convinces Harvey to give Lowenstein the owner's support because it's a big sellout and everything is great. And of course, they're just like, we're going to reconcile now. And Dottie only played that one season because she went home to go raise a family. And that was her choice, Christopher. Please. God. Can't wait for all the hate mail spamming in. Chris sucks. <laughs> First comment. You Chris, bastards. Chris never said anything. <laughs> yeah. Said things accusatorily. <laughs> it's like stuff that our other podcast, the Club Cafe podcast. <laughs> when you guys are dick you, and then I say one thing, and they're just like, oh, Chris is the worst. 
Rage. 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 Flames. Flames. Club, Club Kayfabe. The ball. The ball. You yep. can uh, listen to that. That's Dan and I talking about the wrestling with the Patrick McDermott. But we got to wrap up A League of Their Own here. And we're now in the present. And this is the cool scene where everybody's older. They haven't seen each other in years. And they're all, they're all reuniting. And we meet. We find out what became of some of them. Some of them have passed away. Some of them, you know, became doctors. <laughs> Marla married a guy she met at a bar. <laughs> during the first, during the season, too. Yeah. It's that guy that, when they have that dance scene, it's that guy that she locks eyes with. Yep. And, uh, st- uh Stillwell is there as an adult. Because his mom died. Because his mom and he went to be there for his mom. That was like the other the other little sad scene where it's like, oh, mom died. Oh. All right, here's a cool thing. Uh, that room where they put the women's league stuff it is is a uh, store. It's it's a it's a souvenir shop. <laughs> it is. It's right at the bottom of the escalator. <laughs> yep. So it's not as nice. You'd probably like. There is an exhibit for for the league there, but that's not where it is in the movie. Maybe it was back then, but I guess they decided it would be a better idea to put the souvenir shop near the front, nearest the front door. Who plays adult Stillwell was also in Leprechaun. Ooh, just a fun little, fun little, fun little, and you know that the the. Old Kit and old uh, Dottie, that's not their voices. They looped in Gina Davis and yep. Lori Petty's voices. So they, so they did a really good job. They actually did, because you can't really tell. Not to mention that you don't see old Kit talk ever, actually. It's her back's turned when she talked. Made that easy. Because she just seems like, is that you, Grandma? And she just nods her head. <laughs> um. During the filming of the World Series games, it was over 100 degrees outside, and some of the people were miserable. So in between takes, they all did various things to enter extras that were there. Tom Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout, which just makes me laugh at the thought of that. Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy, and this is the early 90s funny. And various actors pretended to be Madonna and sing her, Madonna and sing her songs because she wouldn't do it. Also miserable during the the filming of the movie. So but her and Rosie became BFFs during this. They did. Um, John Lovitz had a bigger role in the movie, but they really liked all of his asshole comments the best. So they just edited people to just being a dick, and the audience tested so positively for it. For it, they're like, "That's your character." That's John Lovitz. Oh, did you know that the scene where the chickens are all around him, how they did that? Because they wanted him to kick a chicken, but he's like, no, I can't kick a chicken. I'm like, here's what we'll do. We'll load the cuff of your pants with with the seed so they'll all be coming for you. And basically, we just want you to lift one away with your foot. You don't have to kick it. Just shove it away. <laughs> so that's right. That's why all the chickens were right there. <laughs> Oh, 
James Belushi was originally going to be Jimmy Dugan. But I think they, uh, yep. Uh, Molly Ringwald was considered for the role of Kit. Okay. I think we've, I think we already established that the original choice for Walter Harvey was going to be Christopher Walken, but they apparently could not afford him, which is kind of sad because I think that would have been an awesome role. Not that, not that it wasn't cool, but I think if it was Walken, it would have been 10 times funnier than what Gary Marshall did. Well, considering he's like in three scenes, so. One of them is newsreel footage. Of course. Newsreels. Yep. Uh, the Bells played the Kenosha Comets in the 43 World Series. Yep. That is where you are wrong. The Peaches didn't make it. Well, at least they, uh, you know, they didn't um, <laughs> try to change history and make them win or anything. My fa- one of my favorite parts is when they start swing dancing and they just randomly cut to the two guys watching and they look at each other like, whoa! Swing dancing's crazy! And then later they made it that they had a crush on Rosie, o- and they had a crush on Rosie O'Donnell. And they're like, we got flowers for you. The same two guys. <laughs> that, uh, Stillwell was a big dick. Uh, legally, kids were not allowed in the dugouts during games IRL, so screw him. Little shit. Uh, but that was a league of their own. Again, friggin' awesome movie. I love it. I think it's hilarious. So... If you guys didn't do your homework this week and watch it like you were supposed to, hopefully you have seen this movie before because it is a classic. Definitely worth a rewatch. Awesome, awesome movie. Everyone does a great job. Great job. Thumbs up. Hello. Now, next week we're going to cover Field of Dreams to wrap up our baseball Which movies. Which is not based on a true story. <laughs> no, it is definitely not. But I have never seen Field of Dreams, and I've always wanted to, so that's oh, why man. I put it into the... Dude, it's so, so convoluted. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. You guys will hear my review of Field of Dreams next week. Obviously, it's, an, it's like the natural. I know all about if you build it, they will come, and all those other references. But I've never actually seen the movie. So I'm gonna, I wonder if this is going to be kind of like Homer at the Bat thing, where I'm going to watch it and be like, I get these jokes now! Pretty much. <laughs> and I totally remember the episode of, I believe it was Tiny Toon Adventures, where Babs builds a movie theater to play old cartoon so she can meet her heroes. And that's the whole thing. The mysterious voice keeps saying, if you build it, they will come. She's like, who are they? <laughs> so, story. Bro. Fill the dreams. Fill the dreams. Next week, that was a league of their own. And that's all we got for Talking Talkies this week. And then we assemble the Avengers, bro. Oh, so excited. Um, in preparation for the Avengers, my wife and I are watching the Marvel movies in order. We have completed the first four, which would be Iron Man, Incredible Iron Man 2, and Thor. That was Shannon's first time watching Thor, and she really liked it. It was both of our first time watching The Incredible Hulk, and eh, she didn't like it. I thought it was okay, but I think it kind of ruined the Hulk for me. <laughs> and I'm just like, Edward Norton was good, but Mark Ruffalo was better. 
the difference. And also, we really like Iron Man 2. It's our favorite of the Iron Man movies, and I know that creates a lot of rage. I mean, I actually know somebody who was blocked on Facebook because he said he liked Iron Man 2. So, a lot of, a lot of rage out there. But, you know, whatever. All right, so... One last time. Next week is Field of Field Dreams. Dreams. And then the Avengers. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.